Happy Tuesday, Amy. Happy Tuesday, yes. We, we, we are giving everyone the impression that we are happy every single day of the week because we're like, happy Monday, happy Tuesday, happy Wednesday. Well, I think we are though. We, yeah, I was going to say, we may not be happy all day, every day, but when we get to record, I'm happy. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I am happy, you know, most of the time. Yesterday, I wished that I had a little bit of chocolate at about eight o'clock when I was doing my bass. But that's the only time that I felt any feelings that weren't happiness. Hmm. What about you? Um, oh, I go through many emotions during a day. Yes, you have a much more fluctuating emotional life than I do. Yes. And you probably experience a wider range or identify a wider range of emotions <laughs> than I have. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. And I think the key word there was identify. I know. I almost said had more and I was like, no, identify more. <laughs> so you're it's... learning, you're growing. It's an opportunity. <laughs> oh, we're both growing. Thank the good yes. Lord for that. Okay, so it's Tuesday. It's the 7th of April. Elijah says that we've been in ISO for six years. Um, okay. Yep. I, he said yes. Not Jesse dramatic said, much. "How many days have we been in ISO?" And he goes, "It's been six years. I'm in year twelve, and I'm about to graduate." <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I don't even know how long it's been. It feels like it's been months. But um, we're going to talk today about decluttering your baking trays. Yes, I've only I've only been in ISO for two weeks with Emily. Okay. Like, Emily's only been home for two weeks. Yeah, it feels like a lot longer. Which I think that also means, yeah, I can't remember when it all, yeah, but yes. Somebody else was saying something weeks and weeks ago, and I said, no, we've only been in lockdown. Oh, that, I remember who, the conversation I was having. I said, no, but we've only really been, Australia has really only been in proper lockdown for just over two weeks. Yeah, and we, we're not even in lockdown. No. no. <laughs> like some We're countries you have to get yeah, permission to walk your dog. Yes, yes. So we've just been, you know, told to be safe at home for two weeks. Wow. So it hasn't actually been that long. It and yet I've, I've done every time. puzzle that exists in the northeast of Melbourne, I think. <laughs> and I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> we've done we one went, a day. So we we've probably done walk. 14. Okay, that's good. We yes. went for a walk this morning and Ollie was in such a bad, bad mood and Emily's and I said to him, okay, every time you whinge, we'll just walk an extra street. Because <laughs> I was just like, was trying every tactic under the sun to try and get him to get out of his mood. Um, and clearly that wasn't working. Um, and Emily's like, how many streets are we up to now, mum? And I was like, about a hundred million. <laughs> Poor Ollie. Um, oh yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, I don't. I don't know what was going actually going on under the surface for him. I know what he was thought he was mad about, but I don't know what was actually happening. But that's okay. Residential psychologist Kirsty and Faruja always <laughs> wanting to figure out what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. True. Yes, very true. Okay, so have you been baking or are you so um, taken with all the homeschooling distance ed stuff and, you know, you're not on holidays? Have you managed to bake? 
I have actually managed to bake one cake. No, two. Two. Um, however, our family are trying not to not be able to get out of the house at the end of COVID-19. <laughs> so we're trying to be disciplined in how much we're cooking and making sweet stuff. Um, so I did make, uh, I listened to Chat 10 Looks 3 and Annabelle Crab. Mm, yeah, Annabelle Crab was talking about a uh, cake, uh, an olive oil cake, lemon and olive oil cake. So I made that and that was good, but it didn't get eaten very quickly because Simon and I in particular are trying to be very careful in what we eat. And so we didn't eat too much of it. And then Emily didn't like it. So she's like, can you make a cake that I like? So I made cup, we went to the store and bought another cake, like just a store bought cake, like a, a, a packet mix. And we made some vanilla cupcakes and they still haven't all gone even. So we're trying to be, we're, we are trying to not put on COVID weight. <laughs> and so were you able to identify yet do you feel like the baking trays that you wouldn't use and like what ones that you wouldn't go to or are you still waiting to kind of get really into holidays when you'll be cooking more uh, I think that because Simon's home at the moment I think he's going to be very um, encouraging of not cooking too much <laughs> too much sweet stuff um I am inspired by your scone making though so I really do want to make some scones now and they're not too unhealthy so um and I think it's also I think the th other thing for us at the moment is we're trying not to eat too much gluten so because we Simon and I both feel better not having too much gluten so then it cuts out all the cakes and the biscuits and the like yeah that's limiting of uh, there's a whole, let me, let me reframe that. There's a whole world of possibilities of healthy treats that we could bake with, but we're just choosing to not at the moment. So to answer your question way back when, um, I, we don't have too much baking stuff. We have a couple of trays of muffins that uh, my neighbor Karen borrows often or twice a year and um, we've got a, a couple of sheet baking trays that we use you know like Simon cooked uh, stuffed capsicums last night and he used one of the baking trays for them so yeah so this is a really um, we felt it was a really good time to do an assessment of your baking trays and cupcake mm. tins and loaf tins and what's the one with the thing in the middle the Guggenhosh yeah, the Kugelhof or something. Yeah, that one <laughs> that you well, may clearly, have. We we make it often. <laughs> yes, we have one, and I did make a cake last week. We made a um, some kind of fruit cake. I can't remember what it was, but it was really nice in that tin because when you cut a piece, you're not then getting like the center as well. So the kids felt like they were getting they got more pieces out of it, which I was quite happy with. Um, but some of those tins, like the novelty tins that you really don't use, this is a great time because if you're not gonna use it in ISO and you're baking, maybe it's a good indication that it's a tray or a tin or a loaf or something that can be decluttered rather than taking up space. Um, you also have the added benefit then of when you do wanna bake, you can find the tin you're after. 
Yeah, because you might be using all of the tins now, um, and but you know, actually, I haven't used that tin for years, and hopefully, it will be a good long time, if ever, that this ever happens to us again. So, <laughs> you may have found a use for something in the last couple of weeks, and you might still find a use for it in the next couple of weeks if you're doing an Amy, the Ravel family, and cooking every day, baking every day. You might use it in the next couple of weeks, but by the end of COVID 19, we want you to reassess and go, well, actually, I only used that in COVID 19 because I was home baking every day. And now I'm not going to be home every day. And so actually, I'm just going to go through and look at what I use on a regular basis or semi, you know, when I, when I go to bake, I use that tin. Yeah. When I go to make muffins, I use that one. I think unless you're a cake maker, which some of our clients are, and so we know this from experience, you don't need a 20 inch tin, an 18 inch tin and a 22 inch tin. Like the 20 inch tin is going to do pretty much everything that you need it to do. And so if you have all of those different varieties, like a loaf tin, that's a little bit skinnier than the other one. And we just encourage you to question whether or not you can pick one that could do purpose of all of them. So is there a tin that actually eliminates three other tins? And yes, you might have to wash it if you want to bake a cake two days in a row, but that, that's okay. And it will give you that space back, which is nice. Yeah, and remember what we say all the time is that we do live in community. So you can message your neighbour or your mum or your sister or your brother and say, hey, can I borrow a cake tin? Can I borrow the muffin tin? Which is what my neighbour does for me twice a year when she bakes her daughter's muffins for school, cupcakes for school. So, yeah. Love it. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Yes, and we're even in community now. So even in COVID-19, if you plan on doing something in a couple of days' time, ask around, hop on Facebook and ask around and see if anybody's got it. They can put it on their doorstep for now. You can go collect it tomorrow, leave it in the car for another day and then wash it. <laughs> yep. And you'll probably be safe. We did that with the scones yesterday. So I'd made, I think we made nine scones. Like they were, um, we just made the standard recipe. We didn't double it. And they were quite big, the scones. So the kids only had one each. Cal and I had one and a half. So we had like these extra scones. So I 
did like a nana thing and rolled them up in a tea towel and put the extra cream and jam in little containers and drove them over to my mum's. Um, she loves scones and I knew she hadn't been particularly well. So I put them in a little bag. I drove up, I rang her from the driveway and was like, come out to the car and I'd put them on a seat. So I went down the window, she reached in, took the scones and she was happy as, I was going to say a pig in mud, but she was happy as a English lady in a tea house. A scone-eating grandma. <laughs> Absolutely. She was very happy. So it was nice. It's um, also a nice little thing when you can be a baker and then share it around. Yeah, and I've been seeing loads of people doing that, um, baking and sharing it with their neighbours and friends. And it's beautiful. What a yeah. beautiful way to build community. Particularly if that has become... Um, kind of a hobby or just an activity for you like the kids are really getting into baking in our house and so it's actually a nice thing that I can do with them so Mm. even though you may not necessarily like you know I know the Faroujas are being a little bit more careful with what they eat but not everybody is in that situation and it's okay to um, be baking every day and so yeah think about it how can you get the kids involved and think of it from a, a distance education perspective your kids are learning the maths and, you know, when you double a recipe or one and a half, I did a one and a half times the recipe the other day purely to get the kids to do the maths for it. Um, so that, you know, it comes into all kinds of things from family connection to learning skills in the home to feeling accomplished to learning how to make their own food. Like there's so many good things. But again, if you've got trays that you don't need, that's not adding to the experience. No. And that's, I mean, that was our heart for choosing this topic is making you think about what it is that you are using and a small, potentially small-ish space just to get in and declutter today. Uh, we're trying to come up, mix it up between, you know, what we did on Sunday with thinking about um, growth zones and giving you some really practical things to get in and feel accomplished when and feel like you're in control when there's so much that you just can't control at the moment but you can control your baking where and you can decide whether or not you're using it or whether it could be used by somebody else um, or has um, died and you just didn't realize it that's what happens often when we go into homes isn't it Amy (laughs) so often (laughs) cast when you actually have to present your baking trays to somebody else and you are like, oh, my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I didn't realize there was like a layer of burnt stuff on it. Mm. That's probably a good time to get rid of it. But I was just thinking, Kirst, of some of the things people could do with the trays that have died um, rather than just putting them straight in the bin. If they've got a little bit of a lip on them, you could use it in the sand pit. Like kids could put sand in it and maybe you could practice drawing letters. So you fill it with sand and then using their finger that you might say, draw a C and they draw a C and then you smooth it out again. Um, You could use it like kids could set up a little display of say dinosaur city. So you could get some grass from outside, you could get some toy dinosaurs and you know, set up a scene. There's lots of things you could do with those trays while in ISO. um, And then we encourage you to get rid of them at the end, particularly if they've died. Yes, yes, awesome, great tips. What are you grateful for today, Amy? Mm, What am I grateful for? Well, can I think about it while you do yours? Yes. Oh, I thought of a really good one this morning. Yeah. And now it has gone. No, no, no. I remembered. I think I know why I 
<laughs> forgot. <laughs> this morning, before we went for our walk, I was really grateful for being able to go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> and then you went on a walk with Oliver. And then I went on a walk and realised, hmm. But it was good. It was great opportunity. Emily, Emily and I just walked along and she was like, oh, mum. And I was like, I know, but we're going to love him through this anyway. And we're going to, you know, what can we do? We can be happy. We are in control of our own emotions. We are in control of how we react to Oliver. So it was a great learning opportunity for me and her and a great thing to chat about and to ignore. So I'm still really grateful for walks. I'm grateful that we can just get up and get walk out our door and we're not in um, such a police state um, that we have to get permission to walk out the door. So I'm very, very grateful that we have access to fresh air and um, beautiful places to walk. So the thing that I am grateful for today is we have received a submission to the Don't Put It Down, Put It Away song off <laughs> that we put the challenge, song challenge. Out, song challenge, where we said we would love our listeners to write their version of Don't Put It Down, Put It Away and send it through to us. We received a submission from Megan over the weekend of a lullaby version of a, the song that she's written. It is just beautiful. It made both Kirsty and I cry. It's just enchanting is the only word I can think of mm. to describe it. It is incredible. So that's what I'm grateful for. I'm going to go to that now so you guys can hear it and then we'll come back in a minute and talk more about it. I say don't put it down for it will make you frown. I say, put it away, away. It will make your day. Enchanting is that version. Uh, it's not even a version, it's a whole new right. So it's not even the same words that we've had before. So we encourage you, if you are in ISO and you are a creative person looking for a little bit of a creative outlet, we just invite you to write a song called Don't Put It Down, Put It Away and send it through to us. Um, we're sending out a free copy of our book for anyone that sends that through. We've had books go to Alaska. Um, and another book go to, I think it was regional New South Wales. 
So please come and send us your version. I've challenged Cal to write a kid's version. He wasn't particularly impressed, but we'll see if we get one out of him. Well, maybe the book isn't enticing enough. Maybe you have to offer him something else, Amy. Like Baked some more treats. Scones. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll fill his heart. <laughs> It was lovely spending another um, day with you in ISO, Amy. I can't wait to hang out with you again tomorrow. Let's do it then. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learnt something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash the art of decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom.